Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Jewish, the Blonde Edition. My name is Jen. I am single, ready to mingle, no longer in New York City, here in Vermont. And we have a couple of special ladies on the other end, too. Hey, I'm Derica, and I'm married and very harried, and I'm still living in New York City. Good for you, girl. Good for you. Yeah. And we have our special new co-host. Can you introduce yourself, lovely lady? Yes, I'm Shelly. I'm also single, and I'm not in the jingle. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to meet you guys. <laughs> Turn it, you I guys. love it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we got to fix that, guys. We no, fix. it's okay. So, it's okay. We, all, we also don't live on the Upper West Side anymore, so it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're out of date. You guys, welcome to our 41st episode. We are looking amazing, as usual. You can't see us, but trust us, we are. Um, you guys, it's so exciting to be able to connect with all of you. And we wanted to quickly turn it over to Derica um, to kind of be our spokesperson for what's going on in the world right now. So I will turn it over to you, Derica. Thanks, Jen. Um, so this podcast is really lighthearted and fun, but I think that it would be a missed opportunity if we just didn't say something on the current events going on. Um, and we just wanted, all of the Jewesses here wanted to just say that we stand against racism, we stand against, you know, systematic oppression and discrimination, um, and we stand with our, with our fellow, um, our fellow uh, Black uh, friends and colleagues and, and, um, and family, if you have it, and everyone, we just, we just stand with the Black community, and uh, we support you, and we, we hope to see just, just one day where we can all be have peace and everyone can just, we just love you all. So love to everyone today. Beautifully said, Derica. Thank you so much. And um, yes, we know that this is a fun podcast, but we always do try to make an effort to acknowledge when things are going on in the world that are affecting everyone. Um, we know Shelly, you are in LA and you have had a 1 PM curfew for the last few days. How's that been going? It has been definitely an adjustment. It's hard to think about it, but when you know that the city is restricting someone to leave from their home mm. at 1 p.m., it's a big adjustment, and it actually it has been lifted more recently. There was actually a peaceful protest in Beverly Hills yesterday, and so there is still activity, but last Saturday, basically a week from yesterday, that's when there was a lot more um, just activity that was um, different than, than what was yesterday. And so it, after that, the city reacted and had first, first 4 p.m. curfews, then 1 p.m. curfews. So mm. it's definitely hampers. If you thought that quarantining was restrictive, that oh was a big gosh. difference. Yeah. Not going to leave for any circumstance. You literally can't, can't even go outside to like water your plants or something. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that like someone can go into their yard but not necessarily leave. And let's say someone had to go to work, they could or to the emergency room. But otherwise, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, except for those. Yeah. No, you know, the police, there was the National Guard in my area. So it was a really big change from before. But thankfully, things are different. And actually, my neighbor has massive letters um that spell out the word love in their yard Aww. so yeah i just noticed that it's That's like really six cute. foot letter yeah Aww. so um 
I'll have to send you guys a photo. Thank you. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Derica, how's it been going in New York City? Because you guys also had a curfew, but it was a little bit later. I think it was 11. Yeah. Well, it was 11 p.m. And that was that was unsuccessful. So oh, they, they changed it to 8 p.m. Um, oh, and it was okay. much more successful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been peaceful for the last couple of days. Obviously, in the beginning, it wasn't, which is why they needed the curfew. Right. It has been lifted tonight. So... We can go out buck wild and, uh, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? do? <laughs> I know. It's, well, you know what's fun is that um, a lot of the restaurants have turned into bars, outdoor bars. Oh. So it's basically like, like, like New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. That's so so that's like the only thing to do now <laughs> um, is like walk and drink. <laughs> hey, you know, there's been worse things in this world, walking and drinking. That's fine. Oh, I wonder if they're yeah. going to have these like big, the big, huge, huge glasses with like the straws that go all like big curly straws. Like, they do yeah, in like in Vegas or something. Yeah. yeah. Souvenir I know. We need that. I know. <laughs> they're not big enough. You know. Oh, they should have T-shirts or or um, also like the bottles or the cups that should say "We survived the pandemic 2020." Just kidding, we're still in it. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Just kidding. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. But we thought it'd be a funny T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're we're hanging in there, hoping for a little Bourbon Street action tonight. I mean, hey, hey. I think I think that's totally worth it. Um, I'm here in Vermont in the peaceful mountains. Um, I have to say, I'm very grateful to be out of the thick of things. So um, I, after hearing all of my friends' accounts and your accounts, I'm very glad to be in a very quiet place. And I am observing from afar, and hopefully it, it will stay that way. But, um, but Derica, we wanted to quickly just have a little shout out because guess what? We made it to Hollywood. I know. This is insane. Yeah. Shelly, thank you for um, being our Hollywood connection. This was actually, <laughs> this happened before Shelly, but just the proof that Shelly is here and she is in Hollywood. I mean, I think this is just this, the proof yeah. the pudding. The vibe. Sure. Yeah. I think I definitely <laughs> made that happen for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I would love to hear about it because I, I took a listen and I was so impressed. I really oh. wanted to hear just kind of how it was and what the experience was like for both of you and what you felt like was some of the exciting aspects of it. Yes. Well, first of all, the, the show that we were on is called Bubby's No Best. Um, and it's this amazing show that's on a network called JLTV. And they have a podcast now as well as um, airing shows on their network. They started out as a dating show where Bubbies would kind of weigh in on um, singles and, and their dating lives. And then I think uh, since the transition to, you know, everybody being at home, they actually um, have transitioned into a podcast. Welcome to the podcast world. Um, so we were lucky enough to be um, guests for the podcast um, under Bubby's Words of Wisdom. And it was a wonderful experience. We found new Bubbies that want to adopt us. And um, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, we're Jew liberties, basically. Mm. They're Jew liberties. <laughs> we're Jew liberties. I love it's it. Like all, it's all love. It's all good. Um, I was, Jed, I was really impressed. You just had your, you had your act together. You <laughs> knew I? exactly what to say. I felt like I was stumbling over myself. So Jen was born to do this. Um, I mean, they were great. No, it was, Derica, you were amazing. I, th I think, Derica, you were amazing. I mean, we both, 
we both thought each other were amazing. So that's, that's where the, yeah. the love is for our fellow podcast. <laughs> I thought you guys <laughs> were both amazing. So thank you, Shelly. And it was awesome, so guys, we're so excited. We've shared the episode right on social media. Yes. For everyone to check out and they're going to be with us this week. They are up. with us this week. We are so excited. We're going to be interviewing the Bubby. So we better bring our A game because I don't want to make any of the Bubbies disappointed. So, I know. okay. So just stand by. Please watch our previous episode. Um, actually, where we're featured as guests on their, on their podcast called Bubbies No Best. And please stay tuned for when we have them as guests on our show. Very, very exciting. Now, ladies, let's get to some of our first topics. Da-da-da. Social distance dating. Is it worth it? Hmm. Now, Derica, we know you're a married lady, but we would love for you to weigh in. I want to say the, the reason why we're talking about this topic is I've talked to some friends and obviously we're, we're kind of in this quarantine situation for the long haul. So we have to move yeah. on with our lives in some form, manner or form, but we have to do it in a safe way. So I was talking with some of my friends about, you know, some of them are meeting up with somebody for the first time and they're quote unquote social distance dating, like they're going on six foot distant walks or mm-hmm. trying to. And, uh, and I'm, I'm all for that. But what I think is, I don't think you should, um, you should risk it if you've never even spoken to the person. I think that there should have be, at least be a couple of either video chats or phone conversations before you even risk meeting up in person because they could be meeting up with several other ladies. And so you would just want to protect yourself. You don't want to put yourself at risk for a schmuck, you know? <laughs> This is like a very, very um, strange disease because you can get it just by being within six feet of someone. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, let's, you know, we're not even talking about kissing someone at this point. Yeah, Um, exactly. And it's, and it's, and it's hard because like this goes against everything that we've ever been taught as teenagers and pre-adolescents like Saved by the Bell and 90210 and everything about like, dating in general I mean like that's just it's just weird it's just really weird I don't know Shelley, yeah. what do you think would you go on a yeah. date with a guy like what what would you do what would you feel comfortable with have you the- been on a date with a guy <laughs> I have and it was a socially distanced one <laughs> so it kind of felt like it kind of felt like wow Shomer Nagia would have been so intimate because we could be closer <laughs> than six feet but it, I, I had spoken to the guy on video chat before mm-hmm. numerous times to Jen's point. So oh, I think that, at, I think that at that point I felt like, well, I, I felt that the person was respectful enough that like it wouldn't be, uh, I don't know how someone else lives their life in general, even if they're not dating, they could be around people mm-hmm. that, um, it would be concerning. However, I felt that at that point it wasn't even just necessarily level of interest. It was also, is the person, does the person carry themselves in a way from my sense that they would be respectful of maintaining that distance? So, cause you could go on a date with someone that you're really into and you know, you just, you end up being so close to one another that it, you know, it defeats that purpose of trying to be socially distant in the first place. So that was, 
is definitely different to kind of maintain that because with anyone, when you're seeing them, it's bizarre to be physically remote from them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's essential to be face to face with someone if you're trying to even get a sense of chemistry, but chemistry is way more beyond that. But at least in terms of how you physically relate to one another, like you can't really tell height, although you can find that information out and you can't really tell just <laughs> how on video chat rather. Right. So, right. Or just how someone is carry themselves, you know, like right. how do they walk? How do they, their mannerisms and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important. But. Yeah. And so like, are they endearing or annoying? It's better to find out sooner rather than later. Yeah. And you don't want to build it up so much over video chat. And then you're like, uh, this is not. <laughs> That's so true, Shelly. That's so true. I, And I commend you for that. I think it's honestly, I think we should get props as singles and I'm not including myself because in Vermont there's just cows and deer and stuff like that but for the ladies that are going out and putting themselves at risk you know to meet someone new like we're still on this challenge you know this is still a marathon to meet the right person and to do it in a safe way so props to you Shelley props to you in the midst of a pandemic in the midst of a pandemic exactly <laughs> oh and i will say i will i will um explain the one term that shelly used uh, which was shomer nagia which is basically terminology saying that women and men don't touch each other before marriage um it's part of the religious aspect of dating and it's to foster communication and building the relationship without introducing intimacy before that so anyways that is what shomer nagia is Okay. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Rabbi um, Jen. Uh, <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> Mazel tov. Oh my gosh. I have a very funny typo that I saw on Facebook. You know, um, I guess someone threw a Molotov cocktail. Oh, and it's a Mazel tov their- cocktail. And, yes. And it, you, know, you stole it from, yes, it's a Mazel tov cocktail. <laughs> and then someone put like a rabbi, like with a shot glass saying, L'chaim. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They 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 uh they definitely uh spell checked that one incorrectly. It was Molotov. I mean, it's mul- not Mazel Tov cocktail. <laughs> but, I mean, usually when you're having a cocktail, it is because of a Mazel Tov. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. Not in the set. That's so funny, girls. Do, let's let's jump to let's jump to our next topic, our se- second topic. Do you know what the next one is, girls? Or do I have to cue you? I might have to cue, cue you. us. <laughs> you got to cue us. Um, it's newspapers. News anchors. Okay. On the newsstands. Yay! <laughs> on the newsstands. That's right. <laughs> you guys, I wrote the name of this topic at 11.30 at night, so bear with me, okay? I'm you know, <laughs> the most creative one. Okay, obviously, we're not going anywhere, so there's nothing to talk about except for news articles and TV things and all this other stuff going on. So I was just like, hmm, what do we talk about? Well, I was looking up some articles. I had friends that sent me articles. Okay, number one, really quickly, I just wanted to state that there was a news article where Dr. Fauci was quoted saying that handshaking is so archaic. And um, it's actually from NPR. The article says, Dr. Fauci says no more handshakes. Some never liked them to begin with. Um, And I 1000% agree with that. I never liked handshakes. Um, do you guys know where handshakes started out? Like, this is crazy. I do. 
Yeah. Only because you, you told us. I did. Should we say? Yeah, um, go ahead. It's go designed, ahead. It's designed to show that you have no weapons, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think anyone does anyway, a lot of people anyway. But um, my husband loves handshaking. I call him a handshake whore because <laughs> he will shake anyone's hand and get a business card. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be really hard for him if handshakes are of yesteryear. Because he I doesn't, he never met a hand he didn't like to shake. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to have problems with this. <laughs> that'll be an adjustment. Yeah. yeah. I personally, I'm like a germaphobe, so I never liked the handshake because I was like, always like, where was that hand before it shook my hand? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. never thought of that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, please, please. I have been working in off in an office environment for a long time. And I have male coworkers that would tell me that they wouldn't shake certain other male coworkers' hands because they saw them not wash their hands in the bathroom. So after they told me that, that further solidified my my fear. <laughs> you should just wow. carry hand sanitizer with you. And when someone tries to shake your hand, you should just squirt them with hand sanitizer in their hand. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, and then you can say, okay, now we can shake. Cover your hand in it so it'll be wet. Exactly. <laughs> that's even more awkward. So so according to my, my, my uh, preliminary research, handshake started, like Derek said, in the 5th century BC. That is correct. We are a history podcast. Um, is BC before Corona? Yes. <laughs> Very good show. Very good. Exactly before yeah, Corona. Yeah. That's right. Um, and yes, like Derek said, it was designed to show that you literally had no weapons in your hand and you would shake each other's hands so any weapons would like fall out. Like if you had them like in your sleeves or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like nunchucks would fall. Like, oops, where did those come from? A nunchucks fifth century? It was like, <laughs> okay. it was my rock. Maybe not, maybe not. But anyways, so, but you guys, I don't know if you like remember watching all these like, you know, like Emma and like reading Pride and Prejudice, whatever they did not shake hands. They would either like curtsy or they would hold their hand to their heart and kind of bow a little bit. So like acknowledging the other person's presence, but no need to touch, right? What, why do you need to touch each other? Like, I don't get it. Um, they I don't want to get back to curtsying or bowing. Okay, we don't have to do that. But I, I, I don't <laughs> mind like the little like, oh, like, you know, just like the little hand to the heart. Like I acknowledge you. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, Shelly, what do you think? You're a business lady. You're you're like in in the thick of things up in Hollywood. <laughs> How about the head nod? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Like uh, hey. I, I don't mind the curtsy on a date. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of weird. But it also is weird to shake somebody's hand on a date too. Like right. if you first meet them, like oh hi, my name is okay. Thank you for taking me out for a drink. Maybe will you be my spouse? You know, like that's kind of weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I guess no more hugs. In addition to handshakes. I know, that's kind of sad. I don't know. I don't know. Those are, those are my two cents. I just wanted to bring that up because we might as well bring in history into the present and talk about how history is affecting the present and how handshakes may be no longer. I don't know. Maybe kids in elementary school will be taught to no longer shake hands. And it'll actually be very interesting to see like 20, 30 years from now, what it's going to be like in the business world for them. And then we'll be like the old stodgy people that reach our hands out and they're like, Oh, you kind of like, Hey, boomer, you know? (laughs) 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 Oh, Hey, millennial, you know, with you. Yeah. You were the last generation. 
<laughs> so that'll be very interesting. All right, girls. Handshakes. Handshakes. No shakes. Um, we can still teach dogs how to handshake, though. That's super cute. That okay. is cute. Now I want to shake, Jen. Well, then nice. shake, shake your booty, okay? Shake, shake, shake. <laughs> <laughs> or, or shake a Polaroid picture. I don't really know. Um, Ooh, shake a Polaroid. Okay, anyways, next topic. <laughs> next topic. Girls, there's another article, believe it or not, that I read. <laughs> <laughs> Two? Can we say no. that maybe you're reading too many articles? <laughs> you're reading too much, Jess. Maybe I have a little bit too much time on my hands all by myself. Okay, do you girls need to rub it in? Okay. <laughs> do, um, okay, so this article is called How Corona is Changing the Dating Scene for the Better, or the Dating Game for the Better. And this is actually a New York Times article. It's written by a woman named Helen Fisher. She is the chief science officer to Match.com. So, Ooh. I know. So, I thought this was really interesting because I, I know that there's all these articles and different discussions about dating and how, but, but the fact that somebody from an anthropological point of view, I was really interested to find out like how things are changing and how things are being affected. So one of the main takeaways that I took from this is um, the writer talks about how in general with our dating culture pre-COVID, um, we were just like inundated with choices. And we actually talked about this, Derica, on the Bubby of Snow Best. So I, I mm -hmm. feel very revolutionary because I actually talked about this before I read this article. So let me just say yeah. that. Yeah. I know. Um, That's impressive. <laughs> why, thank, why thank you. Um, so basically, we were just so overwhelmed with choices that people ended up having cognitive overload or something called paradox of choice. And it was just so overwhelming that they just couldn't make a choice. Like any, uh, what, what the writer says is she says that even um, anything more than six options is overwhelming and the human brain can't like retain all of that. Like it's just too much to process. So now that we are stuck at home for a single ladies and we do have the options for these online dating tools, we have to keep in mind that if we're like over swiping or over matching with these people and we don't like we're like, let's say you match with 20 people, but you don't have a conversation. Well, that doesn't really bring you anywhere. Right. But let's say you match mm -hmm. with like four or five people and you have a conversation with one or two of them. You're actually better off with the second scenario because you've actually started to invest your time. So I thought that this was a really interesting article. Right. I, I think, yeah. Go ahead, Derica. Oh, see, now, see, <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, I agree. I think too many choices. I think it's confusing. Um, but, but, but Shelly, you are, you are out there in the, in the war zone. So what do you Ugh, think? Yeah. I would say even more than three can be a little bit difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, there's a certain point where it, it's hard to really wrap your head around just the differences in a in the in the options or potential people and really get to know them. So I think any more than that at any one time can be mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it like for some people it's like fun, like oh look, I have twenty choices of people to talk to. But then it's like they don't mean anything because you never really got the chance to get to know any of them. So I totally agree with you, Shelley. I think even six choices is a little bit too, too much, you know? Um, I agree that it's just very, it, it's overwhelming. And I think a lot of 
people, even like before this, like let's say you go to the club or whatever, some event, right? And a guy talks to like 10 girls and then he just goes home alone because he's like, oh, I talked to 10 girls and I got 10 girls mm -hmm. numbers. But what is he doing with those numbers, right? Like nothing. Maybe. I think that nightclubs are not going to come back after this. No one is going to want to be crammed into a dark space. Yeah. One like one inch away from another. Maybe they'll shake each other's hands. Maybe it'll be, <laughs> maybe it'll be called pre pre COVID the pre COVID club where we're all standing yeah. to each other and shaking each other's hands. I just think of like when I was younger and I used <laughs> to go to nightclubs, like how did I not get all these diseases? I know. Cause I, I was know. so close to people and like the toilets and like, Oh no my God, how... you're at the bathroom. <laughs> right. The, no matter how hard you tried, like it just, you just didn't feel clean I anywhere. That's so and true. I just think like, how did I survive this? How did I not walk out of there with like, some sort of deadly disease. <laughs> so I think, I don't think nightclubs are ever coming back. Like, I, 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 I can't know. imagine after this, like, people actually wanting to be, and drunk and sloppy, right? Like, oh my gosh. Like, drunk yes. people falling it's, on you. Exactly. Like, drunk guys talking to you and like, yes. spitting all over you. They're like, excuse me, sir, I know you are inebriated and I know you're interested in me in a romantic <laughs> but could you please step two more feet back so that I can exactly six feet. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you. Right. Like, I just don't, I just don't see it. So I think that's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think I we, we need a whole episode on what, what life is going to be like after COVID. I think we need to like have this whole thing laid out for our listeners so we can help rebuild society. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Derek, when you were dating and you, met the man that would be your husband were you dating other were you dating a lot of other people during that time in the beginning kind of leading up to that or was it also relatively limited so yeah so um my husband and i have not not the most straightforward path we met um at a passover seder and uh we both were like not ready to date anybody but we went on a couple like dates he was always very gentlemanly that's what I love about Phil. He's so such a stand-up guy. Such a stand-up guy. And even though he wasn't, um, he wasn't, like, we both weren't in the right spot. I had just broken up with someone, and he was, like, it was just not the right time. Um, but when we started, again, it was, I, we always stayed in contact. Um, and I wasn't, I don't, we were both not really dating anybody. He was always kind of a one-person-at-a-time kind of dater. Um, oh, he's old fashioned. I love it. So yeah, but he was he was like very old fashioned. He was like, you know, you take a girl on a date, you ask her on a date, like you pick her up, like it was just so refreshing to have being treated that way and even still treated that way. Aww. Like love he likes dates, he likes going out. It's like Aww. even up until COVID, it would be like it's Saturday night, where are we going? Aww. Um so he wouldn't have to plan like, you know, now we both plan dates, but um you know, it's just like he just, and he, even he dresses up. He's very cute. Like, he'll be like, Oh, do you like my shirt? And I like, don't notice it. You're like the guy. Yeah, he's like, I, I'm really on the guy. He's like, Oh, it's my, it's my Saturday night shirt. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, maybe, so, um, maybe yeah. men will start turning into Phil from this whole situation. Yeah. I mean, I think that like the problem is, is like chivalry is dead. Mm -hmm. And it's just, 
I don't know. Chivalry is really, is really dead. Um, and I think that that was one of the major things that attracted to me to, to Phil is that he treated me the way I shot. I thought I should have, the way I thought I was supposed to be treated. Oh. So um, what I was always told, like, this is how someone should act. So I think that's really important. Even, to, even yesterday, it was really cute. There was a bee that came in <laughs> and the apartment and I was like freaking out. And um, I was like, kill it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the evil one and he's like no 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 no. just we have to get it out so like he was trying for like 20 minutes to like peacefully get the bee out so he could be with his bee friends oh i i have a i have a bee story too so a bee came into the a bee came into my mom's house um because i'm an adult child again and i'm living here um and it was like a big it was like a big hornet and I've been like, you know, I've been wanting a pet for a while, guys, but you know, I haven't made it to the pet store. So I was like, oh my God, here, my pet has come to me. This is Stuart the Stinger, okay? Stuart the Stinger, he's, uh, he's always dressed up in his uh, yellow and black uh, attire. Um, and then, Stop. you know. Stop. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, I know, I know, guys. Listen, listen, quarantine life has just driven me a little bit crazy. <laughs> uh, but I will say Stuart the singer, he left after a few hours, so he didn't laugh. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I would, I would be not be happy. So I know we got a, we, we only, we, we don't pay oh, yes. for Zoom premium. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So <laughs> very quickly, very quickly, we will jump to our pop culture update. Bing! Bing! <laughs> okay, guys, guess who broke up? Okay. Julie, <laughs> these people that you talked about. Yes. Um, <laughs> Julianne Huff. Juliana Huff and Brooke Leche. Leche. That sounds like a Jewish last name, but Leche. Leche. I don't know. Um, okay, this obviously was like kind of a long time in coming. I don't know if you guys remember, but last year or several months back, she came out as not straight, which is kind of weird because she was already married right like it's kind of like it would make more sense if she was single and she's like oh i'm not straight but like she was actually right. married and in a committed relationship or so we thought with her husband and then she's like so why are you coming out and saying that 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 confused a lot of people and then right. i guess he came out brooks lech lech whatever um he came out and said that he's also exploring his sexuality so we were all hmm. like huh like so you guys are just not into each other is that you're, what you're trying to right. say so the other yeah. thing that was in the news was the fact that they'd been quarantining separately, which you all know that's not a good sign. Right? No. So so why don't you just why don't you just say you broke up? Like why all this drama? I don't know. Leading up to the breakup, it's like who cares? Like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's more press time or whatever. But Shelly, what do you think? Yeah, it just seems kind of. I, I would think that they'd have that conversation before settling down. And it's kind yeah. of the thing yeah. that I, I guess I, it was not working out for them clearly. Um, and I would also think that during quarantine, if you'd think that they'd want to spend that time together, because a lot of people can't really be that social. So right, right. I think that yeah. they kind of want to like explore each other. So yeah. Really sad, guys. Um, we're sad for you. You, we wish the best for you. Um, we need to wrap up the show, but before we do, Derica, can you plug our next uh, podcast edition, please? 
Yeah, so we're super excited. We're going to be talking to the Bubbies Knows Best uh, on our next uh, podcast. So these are the Jew Liberties from JTV. Oh, so excited. Um, who give us words of wisdom and all sorts of great interviews. And uh, we're so excited to have them on. Um, I think Bubby SJ said she adopted me. And I think she did. Which, Bubby, which Bubby adopted Bubby you? Bubby Linda adopted me. Bubby Linda. Yeah. Bubby Linda. So, so we're going to talk to our adoptive Bubbies. Yeah. Or not tomorrow, but, but, but next, you know, our next episode. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned Love. for that. Yay, ladies. We're so Yay. excited that we got to bring you the latest and greatest of nothing going on in our lives, but everything <laughs> else going on in the world. Shelly, thank you for reporting from our Hollywood Los Angeles capacity. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure always, ladies. This is so much fun. So much fun, you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under Jewish the Blonde Edition. We are on iTunes and on Podbean. Please rate and subscribe. We love you guys. Stay safe. Jewess is out. We're just two girls living on the Upper West Side, taking everything in stride. We're the Jewesses, Jewesses, Blonde Edition, yeah.